welcome back to another episode, another fabulous one of Pageants and Prosecco. I am your host with the mostest, and I just want to tell you guys that this is being recorded. This part of the episode is a two-parter. This one is being recorded, I was going to say right now, but depending on when you listen to it, literally one hour, 42 minutes after the Miss Earth USA competition has ended. And the other one was recorded, the part two of this episode, which I'll play in a little bit, was recorded on July 28th, I believe, prior to Miss Earth USA being recorded. So I'm doing it backwards in time. This is more the present day, but I'm going to play for you guys in a little bit, what was recorded almost about a week ago. Ayo, Bobby Smurder is getting out of jail soon, so that's kind of exciting. Um, so, I don't have wine today because I'm in my mom's house and all I have is a margarita right now. And I know my audio might not sound the best, you guys. I'm so sorry. During this whole movation I got going on, I cannot find my microphone. I don't know where is it. But this one's going to have to do. So I'll try not to make it that bad and I'll adjust it accordingly afterwards. But I am drinking a nice margarita. It is the regular one, which is, what flavor is regular margarita's lime, right? Tequila, yeah, lime. <laughs> I was having no flavor margarita, sorry. <laughs> Don't mind me. <laughs> it's the green one, okay? It's the green one. So, I'm drinking this margarita while I make this episode. Apparently, I'm making this part quick because I don't really have a lot to say because you guys are going to hear a whole bunch in a little bit. A whole bunch in a little bit, okay? But I do want to give my thoughts on the Miss Earth USA competition that just ended, like I said, 44 minutes ago. It was a virtual competition and um, one of the first pageants, especially one of the mainstream ones, one of the first mainstream pageants, to hold its competition in 2020 during this pandemic and to do it virtually. Um, if there's another one, let me know. Hop in my um, Instagram DMs, Pageants and Prosecco on IG. Hook me up, let me know um, what's going on if I missed another one. But from what I know, this is the first mainstream pageant here in the United States um, that was held virtually, entirely virtually. <sighs> and I got some thoughts about it. Some thoughts about it. Um, hmm. Well, for one, I'm I'm sure my dedicated listeners know that you guys know that I came from a TV background, so I'm very particular on production and camera work and lighting and audio. That's the main part of production, um, and costume, obviously. Those, I mean, there's a whole bunch of factors, but. Virtually, right now, with this pandemic, the biggest thing that we're all focused on when it comes to virtual events is the camera, lighting, and audio. And I didn't take any notes, so I'm going off the rough. So just watching it, it was a good competition. Like, it was a good production of the competition. That's, that's what I'm trying to say. Um, I liked how everything moved. It was obviously done 
ahead of time. It was live on Pageant Planet's Facebook page. I'm not sure when the judging of it happened. It might still be up there. You guys have on Facebook. Let's see if it's up there so you guys can watch the replay. But I was just impressed with how they were able to get it rolling and get it get it moving. The graphics look nice. Brittany was a good host. Um, obviously, every video that was used in today's broadcast was pre-recorded ahead of time and dropped into the timeline of the editors so that way they can just submit it. The transitions were good. Um, there was no major, well, I don't know, behind the scenes, but there was no mistakes as far as like how it looked to me as a viewer, the production value of it. Um, it was just real smooth. The show is probably the only pageant I've ever seen that lasted an hour long. <laughs> but the production value of it was clean. I could say that. The production value of the whole pageant. Now, the production value of each contestant. Ciao. That's going to be a whole nother story. A whole nother conversation. And that's one thing that I mentioned later in this episode when I go on my whole little rant about it. Um, before I even saw anything that happened today, I went on a whole little rant about how this was not a good idea. When it comes to having virtual pageants, this is not a good idea. Period. This margarita tastes good. It's not a good idea. And for the very reasons that I saw today, um, this is why I say it's not a good idea. And of course, you're going to hear more later in this episode. But for one, the production value of each contestant varies so greatly that it's hard to really judge. I mean, the girl who won, I can't remember her name. Um, I don't really remember until they show the recap at the end of First Swimsuit. I don't really remember her during the broadcast. Um, not to say she wasn't any good or anything. I'm just saying, like, I just don't actually remember which video was hers because it was just a doozy. Like, it was just so hard to keep up, you know, when it's just, I don't know. It was it was just kind of hard to keep up when it's just, you kind of get fatigued watching a screen. And the girls were at home, and I was worried about, well, not worried, but I was looking at everything else except for the girls, like, and it really hurt a lot of people. The production value probably hurt a lot of people. I could tell some girls shot their video in the morning. I could tell some shot it at night. Like I am going to mention later, there's a whole situation when it comes to shooting virtually. There's, you know, a class issue, an um, ableism issue there. There's just... A lot of factors that go into shooting virtually that you pick up on as an audience member. Like, for instance, if you guys watched the broadcast, pretty much how it went was that each girl submitted a video. I'm assuming that they submitted probably four or five videos. An evening gown, well, an opening number and an opening number outfit, like Jim just walking around. They submitted a evening gown video, a two questions video. One was about why I guess like an introduction video I think and another one was about like why they 
Should We Miss Earth and about beauty to the cause. And then they submitted a swimsuit video. And I think that's it. I feel like I saw them talking three times. The at least the top five, but I guess not. Yeah, it was the evening gown. As soon as the show started, it jumped straight to evening gown competition. And then cut to top 15. And then they did a swimsuit. And then cut to 10. And I think that's when they gave the beauty with the cause answers. Or, you know, stuff like that. So it was just really weird because obviously it's out of order as a regular pageant system is. I don't know if it was live to us. Like, I don't think that that was actually live today. I think she might have already knew the girl who won. At least when we watched it that she won. There was no reaction. I didn't even see her today. Like, we saw the videos that she submitted. So I don't know where any of these girls are right now. You know, like, actually, like, are they watching the pageant with us? You know, like, that's weird. Like, are you knowing that you got cut at home? Like, that's weird. You know, like, I don't know. I don't know how, I, I don't know. I think we're all in a situation together, and it's just hard to kind of navigate what. So we don't get this girl's crowning reaction. Like, I don't know, maybe they could have went live on a Zoom call and had us watch people get chosen i don't really know i don't really know a solution to it besides just canceling <laughs> period like i think that they definitely could have held off and i do believe that the information is coming from the international office of miss earth as far as what miss earth usa should do i believe that's what laura had mentioned before during crown con that they just wasn't sure and they're going to wait for more information about nationals from the international office so i don't think that they had a lot of say in how to run this operation they might have been um just given some what's the phrase a deck of cards to deal with so they just you know do it and they just made it work but it really just should have been canceled there were some girls videos who were out of focus some girls had great quality video the lighting on probably almost everybody's video could have been better everybody's video there was one girl i saw oh, and she was so cute she walked into the light and then they switched to the next person and i was like i had whoever shot this video known that she's not in the light when she starts her walk they would have adjusted this by way she's in the light the whole time but she had like walked from darkness into the light Ooh. and like the people some people's stuff was just some people had backgrounds that were really good it wasn't consistent Obviously, we're not all in the same spot. Some people were outside, some people were indoors, some people was in the house, some people was out at a park. Someone was in their office building, it looked like, or the lobby of a building where they had more space. Um, one girl, like, she was in her room. The background did distract me. And it's just hard to, like, tell if some people are shy in person or they're just shy and feel awkward doing this on camera. I can only imagine that they probably just have either a tripod set up if if they have a tripod and it's just rolling and they just go. Or if they have their mom behind the camera. Some girls had videos that were shaky. Oh my god. That's all. <gasps> shaky video. That's the biggest pet peeve I have. Shaky video. One girl's video was so shaky. Some people's video camera holder person was not stable at all. I saw one video person like person was moving back as person was walking towards the camera and I'm like what are you doing 
and it had like a backdrop so like you could see the size of it just little nitpicky things that i see you know come from someone who like i said is in production and you know i made some tv shows before my life and you know i had to make a story every single day shooting editing and writing every single day so like i just wish they had a consultant to work with each girl's shots ahead of time to say hey and a lot of it was lighting too natural lighting is not enough lighting like you need additional light you can't just rely on the sun that can give you a hard light and a lot of girls who were inside were shooting during daytime just using sunlight and that's not gonna work <laughs> the shadows are gonna be astronomical it is way too harsh on your face so exactly what i thought was gonna happen happened the good thing was that the Miss Earth USA or the Miss Earth organization or whoever produced this show did produce a nice virtual pageant. It was a nice virtual, well, it was a nice virtual event. Not a nice virtual pageant, but a nice virtual event, period. Like, if I was needed something to do virtually, I would go to them because they obviously made it run smooth. There was no hiccups, as far as I saw. But, like I said, it also wasn't live, so it could have just been submitted to Pageant Planet and just ran live, like, like, ran on their website like that, or on Facebook, I should say. Um, but you can't have a pageant done virtually. It's literally impossible. That goes against what pageants even are. Like, a lot of it is nonverbal communication, seen on stage, and how you react in front of a crowd, and how you could talk in front of people, and you are not going to get that virtually. And we did not get that virtually today. Um... It's really devastating, and I do feel like the production value probably did hurt a lot of people's scores. There was a lot of things that I saw that if each person just had five or ten minutes with me, you know, or anyone who's familiar with engineering and production or just audio or lighting, anyone who's familiar with production could have helped tweak it a little bit. And a lot of it was lighting. Like, I'm telling you, a lot of it was lighting. You might look at it and say this, it looks fine, but it's hard to get, I mean, you're not going to get stage lighting indoors, but you can brighten up everything. And I'm sure that, and then the girls who were good had good lighting, nice and bright. I could see everything. There was no harsh shadows. So I'm going to go ahead and hop off. I'm going to have you guys listen to the rest of this episode because I kind of went farther into detail with a better microphone about why having a pageant right now during this whole pandemic is just pointless. It's a waste of time. It's a money grab opportunity. And it's really, really just tough. You know, these girls, I'm assuming, well, I do know that they found out recently within the last few weeks that this pageant was now going virtual when they plan on going to Vegas. So it's not like they're signing up to compete in the virtual pageant. They're signing up to compete in the in-person pageant. And they're getting it done virtually. And it sucks. It sucks. I think that we could have waited for this. I appreciate everybody who worked hard, all the contestants. Um, the person who won, I should give her a shout out. Let me find her name. Um, I think anyone did a really good job. All the girls did good. They all looked good. Um nothing on their part it's just some things you just don't know and you don't know until you know and if i wasn't in tv i probably wouldn't be so uh nitpicky about stuff 
But since I know what to look for, I see these things. And like I said, I was distracted by Lindsay Clothy with Miss Earth USA. She's from the Atlantic, Mid-Atlantic, I think. Yeah, it's still on here. You guys can go on here on Facebook, on Pageant Planner's Facebook page and see the full competition. Um, Wasn't bad for what it was, but it just wasn't necessary, in my opinion. It definitely wasn't necessary. All the girls did really good for what they were given. The situation they were given, the cards they were dealt, they dealt it and played a nice game of spades and ran a Boston on all of us. Look, okay? So, I just hope that we don't see this anymore <laughs> in the pageant world. And I hope this is not a um, jump-off point for other pageants to try to do the same thing. If you're a contestant, please let me know. Are you guys for these virtual competitions? Are you not for these virtual competitions? I'm really am curious. My answer is no. I'm, I No, I just not going to... I'm not, I'm not here for it at all, but, um, let me know what you guys think. I'm going to go into more detail on this episode. This is part two I'm introducing you guys to. I recorded part two as disclaimer while I was watching another pageant and I mentioned it in the episode, so stay tuned. Well, I mentioned it, I watched another pageant and they were actually in person while I was recording it and I went in. On this whole thing crowns and quarantine round two you guys thanks for tuning into this first part but here's part two and here's the real real stuff so get your next glass pull up let's talk message me on instagram follow patches and prosecco on instagram i have more episodes coming for you guys believe it or not we're trying to get through 2020 just like you all right and give you guys an ad and i got you hello and welcome back to another fabulous episode of say with me bring it down from the guts from the diaphragm pageants and prosecco Sorry, I had to get up. I laid back down. I laid down. I hit that. Oh. <laughs> Thank you guys for tuning in. I appreciate it all so much. I know I have been MIA from this podcast for a little bit. That's because I'm working on myself, if you don't mind. This has been a crazy year, and there hasn't been a lot of pageant stuff popping off anyway. So why not go ahead and just um take a break? But I explained that previously to you guys. Don't need to keep talking about it. Not only that, but... You probably don't care, because we're back now with another fabulous episode. This is going to be a little quick one. I say that now as I start it, but we'll see. Um, cause I really want to talk to you guys about COVID and crowns. And just my thoughts on the whole situation. Um, not that any directors are going to take what I say into account, but for those that do and for those that might listen to this, you know... This is just my take. I'm just one person. You know. Who am I? So, um, as we all know, we all have been dealing with this coronavirus happening across the country. And it's been very, very sad to see a lot of deaths happening um, and how it has put us on pause.
All right, so I have my nice little glass of wine for this episode. Like I said, it's going to be a quick one because I just want to give my thoughts on this whole coronavirus and holding pageant competitions because I've been seeing that this is what's happening. And you guys know me. I'm not one to uh, bite my tongue when it comes to <laughs> things that I see in the pageant world that uh, I feel like we need to talk about. And I feel like we need to talk about this. Let me take a sip. I'm drinking a nice Merlot. I'm in the process of moving out of my place. So I have a lot of people hit me up on Facebook. I'm selling stuff. Um, and that's why my notifications are going crazy right now. But for the most part, I'm drinking this wine that I brought. I brought a, one of those big bottles of wine. The 1.5 liters. <laughs> Kind of had a week left in my house, so I was like, okay, I need some wine to get me through this week. And I still have two days, and this is almost the last of it. <laughs> I think I've been going through it too fast. But it's a nice Merlot. It is Liberty Creek, okay? I know I kind of talk about generic name brands, but, um, and having arson in it. But Liberty Creek and Woodridge are two of the generic name brand wines that I do casually like to enjoy because Woodbridge, especially if it's made by Mondavi, Robert Mondavi, um, he's very known in the wine world. And I don't know their formula. I just am going off the name of Mondavi. Um, he was the one who kind of, he's like one of the, one of the founding fathers of Napa Valley um, in California. So I always trust him and Woodbridge has his name on it. And Liberty Creek is just good because it's cheap. <laughs> that's it that's all all right let's just get started you guys so I've been hopping on Facebook and the internet and Instagram and the Twitter and I see that we're supposed to be quarantined you know that's kind of what we were doing in March I'm in Illinois we started quarantine around March 16th and then it let us go back out into the wild um not long ago, Illinois, we were actually doing good with our numbers. We were green on the map of the coronavirus. Cases were going down over here. Um, and now we opened back up. I can't remember when. I think in uh, Memorial Day, June, now cases are going back up. And I was back up in the south. And I see you guys out there in the south. Okay, I see y'all. You nasties. You nasties. Get it together. Um, And that's kind of where a lot of pageant people are is down there in the south and it's like the whole southern region texas florida georgia alabama mississippi it like it's popping over there um as far as the coronavirus cases and my heart goes out to anyone who is being affected with this whether it's a family member a loved one if you're losing somebody to coronavirus if someone is in a hospital right now i pray for you guys because all this is so so scary so scary and it's so unprecedented, it's so unpredictable. Ugh, child, and I've been trying to leave the house too, and I just be so careful, and I just try to quarantine as much as I can. But it's hard. It's hard when it's summer. I want a whole little Twitter thing about it. It's hard, you know, being in a house when it's birds outside chirp tripping and whatnot, and it's just like, really? Why am I in here? There's only so much stuff to watch on Netflix. You know, you kind of get into a spiral of just clicking between Netflix and Hulu and the TV Guide and Disney Plus. And it's just like, there's nothing really on. Like, 
I binge watched That's So Raven and Raven's Home. And if they don't put season three of Raven's Home on Disney Plus, I'm going to be upset. <laughs> I think this makes me go crazy. But when I see people holding these competitions, I it just blows my mind. How on earth are people justifying having pageant competitions in the middle of a pandemic? How? Please, please, you guys, message me on Instagram, pageants and Prosecco. Find me personally on my personal Instagram, Brooks. Please let me know how these pageants are holding competitions, full-blown competitions in the middle of a pandemic, in the middle of summer, and why. I wanted to get on here a few days ago when I saw a competition with some little girls, and they appeared to be socially distancing, and they were backstage, and they had their masks on, and they were looking cute, and I think some of their masks actually matched the gown. Innovative, I like that. But... I didn't, I didn't get on here because of that. Because I did, was like, okay, maybe that's just one competition. But then I just went online today. And today, I'm not going to... Today is July 29th. Um, and I saw another pageant competition happening right now as I record this. And people are in the audience, not socially distant from each other. But they are wearing masks. And... I'm just wondering, is it that deep? Is it that deep? That's the thesis for this episode. Is it that deep to hold a whole beauty pageant competition in the middle of an active pandemic? It's not like we're on a decline. We are actively still fighting this virus, whether people remember or not or forget that we have this going on or not and I don't feel like it's worth it there are some competitions that went ahead and just canceled such as uh, Miss America canceled already USA was just delayed without any type of notification <laughs> didn't tell us nothing and um, I do have a little bit of insight information on that allegedly um, per a source a very reliable one. Miss USA is going to be around November, early November, from the last time they heard. But they, um, that's not confirmed or denied. That's just from someone who I trust um, a lot. So that's apparently what's going to happen. But that was just the last they heard, and they haven't received any update. So I don't know when the last time they heard that was. I didn't want to ask too many questions. But they said that it was, um, as of right now, that's what they heard was going to be around Miss USA is scheduled to be around early November. So, um, there's that. Miss USA just canceled or postponed it. Didn't say anything unless I missed it. Um, Miss America just canceled, period, until next year. Let Camille hold the title for two years. There's other ones that are pushing it off until January. They're coming just into January. But I still see all this stuff happening. And I'm just like, what? why? And it's these smaller pageants that are doing this. And I feel like it's because of money. And we are all going to die by the name of capitalism. We really are. Because I don't think of any other way 
to justify having a beauty pageant competition right now besides the fact that directors want to make money and they want to make their money back from when they were scheduled to have the competition before everything got shut down. I get it. Like, I get that we all are taking huge, major financial L's during the pandemic. I lost money. I lost gigs. You know, I consider myself a gig worker now, so I lost a lot of gigs. Um, and it's scary. Like, you know, no one knows what's going to happen. But I do know that we don't need to have beauty pageants happen. That's just, it's just weird. It's just weird. Um, I also saw that Miss Montana or Wyoming was also um, holding a competition and they did not need to. Miss, U Miss America actually went on record and said that pageants do not need to, they don't, they're not in a rush to hold competitions. So why are we doing it? If Miss America is this um, staple pageant institution in our world and they are the leaders of pageantry then others should kind of follow suit by their example and just cancel please just cancel you guys please just cancel there is nothing wrong with having a title holder hold that title for two years there is nothing wrong I'm sure the venues will understand I'm sure the girls will understand the contestants will understand the men who compete will understand coaches will understand it gives people more time to get ready the only thing that you need to do increase that age limit increase the age limit let's talk about it so <laughs> because we're in this pandemic this is a great great ample time for miss usa to go ahead and increase that age limit to 30. <laughs> i mean to be fair just to be fair <laughs> I hope this brings about that ageism eligibility conversation more in our industry because I even though I aged out I was two weeks too old you guys they sat there and told me when I was trying to go from Miss USA Illinois um, they said I was two weeks too old to compete 14 days meaning if I would just sat in my mother's womb a little bit longer I could have been able to compete at Miss Illinois USA uh, this past year. Hot mess. I did see that a lot of state USAs did move their stuff back. Usually Illinois is the first one to have a title holder around Labor Day and I saw they moved that to January. So I am really proud of Bambrose um, who moved all their competitions and they have Illinois, Kansas. Um, is Wisconsin under Bambrose? Dakotas are under Bambrose. They have a lot of the Midwest states. But they shifted their competition's date to the um, winter and early next year, which I'm really proud of seeing that. However, the rest of you trying to hold a pageant right now is just asinine. It really is asinine. And it's tough because, well, it's not tough at all. But just think about, like, right now, you know, I had, a, I was, I had an interest in competing this year, you guys. Before this happened, I had put in my interest into a system. Um, that I competed in previously to go back to it years later. It'll be five years since I last competed as a Miss in it. And they actually, and so I put in all this stuff. They were going to have a pageant in April. Yeah, in April they were supposed to have a pageant. And so by March and stuff, before all the shutdown happened, I was actively getting a local title, you know, working out, 
getting everything ready and doing a full pageant prep. They canceled my pageant, didn't even tell nobody. Like they didn't even, they didn't tell nobody that it was even canceled. I reached out to organizations saying, hey, what's up? Nothing. They just literally didn't say anything. And I just assumed it was canceled. Like, I just assumed it was canceled. I had to call the venue to see if they were open. Like, because I, I didn't hear anything from the national office. So that's just full disclosure. I was trying to compete this year as well. And that same system actually did hit me up um, two weeks ago now. Was it two weeks ago? They hit me back up saying they want to update my information in their system. And that they are holding a pageant in October, I think she said, in Vegas. And that it costs $2,700 to compete. I'm pretty sure that's what she said. $2,700. But if I pay for my hotel room separately, the hotel might be closed. So if I arrange my if they're closed, I have to arrange my own stay. So it drops the price down to $2,400. I'm pretty sure that number is correct. I'm pretty sure that's what she said up there and told me. I'm pretty sure that's what she said up there and told me. That they wanted $2,700 in October of 2020 in order for me to represent Illinois on the national pageant stage in the middle of a pandemic. You guys ever see that meme of Flavor Flav's uh, ex-wife on Flavor of Love and she takes her glasses off and she just rubs her eyes? <laughs> when I got that phone call, you guys, I was like, where on earth do you think I have $2,700 just laying around? She called me in July. You know, July, August, September, October. That's three months from now that this pageant is supposed to happen. Didn't even know about it until a few weeks ago that it was even still happening. They're sending people at large to nationals instead of having the state pageant how they originally planned. So I'm competing at large technically who where on earth do i have two thousand seven hundred dollars to compete in a pageant this year in three months aren't there like 55 million americans unemployed it's just inconsiderate and yeah you guys can say like well they no compete all right bitch i'm not <laughs> <laughs> It's the principle that you guys are still going to find somebody. You're going to try to find 52 women or so and finesse them out of two grand, three grand each to risk their lives to fly to Vegas, fly to Vegas to compete for a crown. That just means you don't care about your contestants at all, I, in my opinion. It, you know, all this, this whole podcast is my opinion, but it, let me take a sip. It doesn't seem worth it at all, you guys, at, at all, to me, to have a pageant at all this year. It doesn't seem necessary. It doesn't seem physically possible 
And I am really proud of Miss Earth organization. I know a lot of those girls who are scrambling the Miss Earth USA organization was contemplating. I talked to Laura um, back earlier this summer when all the racism was happening and whatnot. She was on a panel discussion. We asked her about how people are, or no, that was during Crown Con, sorry, how people are navigating or how she is as a national director navigating um, having a pageant and she was waiting for a national office and they're supposed to have a pageant anytime now. It was supposed to be live, but they switched it to virtual at the last minute, which is a really good idea to go virtual because they had those girls waiting for a pageant, actively waiting and about to fly out to Vegas for this pageant competition. But um, they decided last minute to go virtual, which is still a whole challenge in itself because these girls plan on competing live in a regular format. Now they got to figure out how they could do this virtually in a few weeks, like in, in a matter of weeks and days. I don't know when the competition is, but I know it's coming up. I think it's like August 5th to the 8th, something like that, in the next few days. So that's a whole challenge in itself, trying to figure out how to go virtual. You know what I'm saying? So what's the point? Is it is it that serious? This is a question for directors. Is it that serious to put lives at risk just so you can make money, just so you can crown somebody, just so you can go on with business as usual. No one is going on with business as usual. The whole MLB season might get canceled any minute now because some of these key major players who can help these teams win are catching COVID. So it's only a matter of time. And I did see one woman who gave up her crown Later, during this whole COVID, she later went on Facebook and say, hey, you guys, I got tested and I found out I was positive. And she has a son. She was at a whole competition giving up her crown and later found out she had COVID. So that whole, everyone has to get tested. It's not that deep and not that serious, especially to me, to risk my life over this crown over trying to win a crown. The video I saw today was at World's Perfect Miss. There, I said it. I don't like calling people out. Sometimes I like to have a little bit of whatever, but it was World's Perfect Miss. I'm actually gonna see if they're still online right now. But, um, and it's just like, these people, oh yeah, yeah, they still here. The world's perfect pageant and model search. And I'm looking at it right now. Everybody in here does have a mask on. Oh, this girl took it off. This little kid took hers down. The girls are on stage without a mask on. It looks like there's are some empty seats in the crowd. But I don't know if these people just left their seat or what. It's not consistent spacing between people. There's a baby right there. L look, okay. As fun as this industry is, it's not worth it. And just imagine if this girl on stage right now, this is a T stage I'm looking at with a runway. Imagine if this girl has COVID. She's walking on this runway with no mask. She could be infecting the whole crowd. I wouldn't even want to attend 
a pageant right now. Even if, just, just forget competing. I don't even want you to attend a crowd, a pageant right now. I don't even know where this is. I, I don't know where they hold their competitions at, but it's also in a ballroom. With probably no, little to no air circulation. It just looks disgusting. I can't even. <laughs> I can't even like fathom the idea of um, the point. What if what if a coach is sick backstage? What if a hairstylist is sick backstage? What if a parent is sick backstage? You know, that's not gonna we're not gonna find out the true um impact of what's happening until two weeks after this pageant is over. And it just makes me kind of like Ugh. aren't you guys like um hypochondriac at all? Like or germaphobe? Have you guys ever watched germ videos? Remember in school they show you those germ videos and you didn't want to look at nothing because everything had germs on it? Like that's that's this times ten because people are actually dying. Actually dying. And I can't fathom it. I can't fathom it. Is it that deep? Is it that deep? My answer is no. It's not. Um what else to mention? As far as going virtual as well, I do kind of want to speak on that a little bit because I'm kind of conflicted. The whole point of a pageant competition is how you can woo the judges and the crowd and bring about a positive, positive favorable score to you to win the crown. I don't know how you can do that, honestly, you guys, virtually. Because there's little things that pageants, that's the bread and butter. Can you believe that? <laughs> this apple is so silly. Um, there are some things that are bread and butter in pageant world that you can't make up virtually at all. I can't wink at the judges through my camera and have them think that that's cute. <laughs> Everything is gonna be scrutinized more. And I feel like virtually, as a judge, personally, I'm judging everything about your virtual experience. How clean is your house back backstage? How is your lighting look? You know, I come from a TV production background. I look for little mistakes like that. The lighting, the your background, you know, your connection, your Wi-Fi connection. Um, I look at all that. I would look at all that. And I would consider all that. Ooh, child. Miss Chicago, mm -mm, she could walk, but look, that why is her dog keep walking back and forth outside? Is he locked up back there? I can't quite see. Ugh. Now, why she ain't washed the dishes before she got on here? That's a shame. She ain't washed no type of dish. Ooh, we, they got white appliances with black cabinets. Uh -huh. That looks so outdated. Her kitchen looks outdated. They need to upgrade. You know, they need to tear down this wall. They need to tear that wall down in that kitchen, but they can space that out more. That's the things that are going through my head as a judge, <laughs> watching your things. I watch HGTV a lot. So I'll just be sitting there and be like, tear down this wall. You need to tear this wall down. 
made this an open space concept. <laughs> I just find it is really hard. Even now when I watch the news and I, you know, being in Chicago, ABC7 Chicago is what I watch religiously. I could tell the people who are at home versus those who are at the in the studio or the people who have the studio background at their house so that way it looks like they're in the studio. The lighting just looks different. It just looks different. And it's really hard because we're all trying to be jumped, drop kicked into being an engineer. But there's things that I'll be looking at virtually that you, I wouldn't necessarily even consider on stage in person. I don't know how you can convince someone online via a Zoom call that's supposed to be your interview that you're the best fit. You know, I don't see you fidgeting. You know, you're hyper focused on the camera. You can't even make true eye contact with the person. Like, you have to look at your camera and not the person. You guys know what I'm talking about? You know, you're on FaceTime, you look at yourself. <laughs> And you can see, you know, the other person can see you looking at yourself. Like, you have to look at the camera, ultimately, and not at the judge's eyes. Because you got to make eye contact. So that's weird. You know, little interpersonal, nonverbal communication that can help people win or lose is not being factored. So does the person who really won, would that same sentiment, different side of judges, different day, different girl, would that even matter? Different set of Zoom calls, different house, different rooms in your house, different person could have won. I don't know. It just puts other people at disadvantage too. Because now if someone does have a situation, you know, like me and my house right here, I don't really have enough space to put on a whole show um, without something. And thank God I live by myself. So I can only imagine people who have family at home, um, you know, Susie, you do your homework. Damn, mom, I'm competing for Miss So and So right now. Do you mind? Like, <laughs> we see how those Zoom calls go. How how is that gonna work in the passion world? You gonna tell just dismiss? Oh, just dismiss. You know, their little sister walking in the background. Oh, if you see that, just don't worry about that. You know, it's very subjective as is, and just adding the virtual element to it is just tough. And you put people at a disadvantage because some people might not have access to the internet. Some people might not have access to a room in their house that is a designated nice spot with ample lighting that they can perform without interrupting other family members. I know at my mom's house, I don't have the opportunity unless it's the kitchen. But then, like, I got shut down the kitchen for a whole day. I don't even know how that works logistically. Um... So I just want people to consider that it's not it's not worth it to me to have a pageant at all this year, you guys. It's not worth it at all. Let these title holders have it have the title for two years or so, and just keep it pushing. Honestly, just keep it pushing because just wait till next year. Come bigger and better, have better ideas. But this year, it just seems dangerous. Like opening these schools, it seems that dangerous. All right, you guys. I gotta get back to selling my house out for this move. I appreciate you guys for listening. I always do. I love you guys so much. Let me know your thoughts about this because I am curious about what people have to say. So let me know your thoughts. Message me on Instagram, Pageants and Prosecco. I'm also on Twitter, Pageants and Wine. My personal is the Brett Brooks on Instagram and Facebook. So find me, you guys. I appreciate it.
I appreciate all the love and thanks for listening. And I'll catch you guys on the next episode. Peace.